Good morning. It's March 23rd, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion to the book of the same name. Today's title is Awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Rich Mullins, 1955 to 1997. Not many people know Rich Mullins' story, even though millions of people sing his song and worship every Sunday. Amy Grant, in her tribute after his sudden death in an automobile accident at age 41, called him the uneasy conscience of Christian music. I think you need to know a little about his life. Richard Wayne Mullins was one of five children born to a tree farmer and a Quaker mother near Lynn, Indiana. The family attended the Arba Friends Meeting, a Quaker church, in his early years. Then in third grade, his family moved and began attending Whitewater Christian Church, where Wayne, as his family called him, was baptized. It was his great-grandmother that taught him about four-part harmony and how to play hymns, building on the piano lessons he received from a Quaker teacher in elementary school. But his real love was the Beatles, and John Lennon became a major influence for his music. In high school, he was the pianist and songwriter for the New Creations, a touring Christian choir, which eventually led to the creation of a church and secondary school. From 1974 to 1978, he attended Cincinnati Bible College, where he supported himself with the band Zion, which he formed and for which he wrote the music. At the same time, he served as a youth pastor at a Methodist church. He continued touring with Zion until his big break, when Amy Grant recorded his song, Sing Your Praise to the Lord, in 1981. He moved to just north of Nashville, got engaged to be married, and planned to start his solo career. But his fiancée broke off their engagement a year later. He continued to write music and perform in the Nashville area. His first two albums in 1986 and 1987 sold poorly, but a single off the third album, entitled Awesome God, flew to the top of the charts. Its simplistic lyrics were totally out of character for Mullins, who was known for complex instrumentation and metaphorical lyrics that heavily stressed his Quaker roots of peace and social justice. In 1988, Mullins moved to Wichita, Kansas, where he attended Friends University, planning to eventually be a music teacher on a Navajo reservation. While obtaining his degree in music education, he served as a choir director at West Evangelical Free Church. In the early 90s, Mullins also formed the Ragamuffin Band with his best friend and co-writer, Beaker, David Strasser. He later co-wrote a musical, Canticle of the Plains, based on the life of St. Francis of Assisi, for whom he had a lifelong admiration. St. Francis's influence played a major role in his decision after graduation from Friends in 1995 to move to Cebonito, New Mexico, to teach children music on a Navajo reservation. When asked why he left his former life and moved to a reservation, he said, I think I just got tired of white evangelical middle-class perspective on God, and I thought I'd have better luck finding Christ among the Navajos. Wikipedia. While on the reservation, in the final years before the accident, Rich became more and more fascinated with Catholicism. He found the common ground with Protestantism was much greater than he had been led to believe, but still had issues he could not resolve. The advice he got from an elderly Protestant minister, whom he respected, was not to get bogged down in that. 
Christianity is about following where Christ leads, period. Immediately before his death, he summed up his personal philosophy this way. Jesus said, whatever you do to the least of these, you've done to me. And this is what I've come to think, that if I want to identify fully with Jesus Christ, who I claim to be my Savior and Lord, the best way that I can do that is to identify with the poor. This, I know, goes against the teachings of the popular evangelical preachers, the name it and claim it. But they're just wrong. They're not bad. They're just wrong. Christianity is about learning to love like Jesus loved, and Jesus loved the poor and brokenhearted. From a YouTube video interview. Here is a man who is influenced by the Quakers, the Evangelicals, the Methodists, the Beatles, and St. Francis's version of Roman Catholicism, who gave away all the profits from his tours and sale of music to charity. He was able to see past the denominational differences of Christianity to the heart of his faith. I would be willing to wager that most of the Christians who stand and sing Awesome God with gusto have no idea of the ecumenical mind behind its composer. The next time you catch yourself forgetting Matthew 7, 1, and perhaps being a little too critical of another Christian denomination, or just another Christian for that matter, remember Rich Mullen's perspective. No, we don't have to give away everything we own, and no, we don't have to dedicate our lives solely to the poor. But it would be a good idea to remember that our love of Christ calls us to submission, and that means making sure every day that we get ourselves out of the way so the Holy Spirit can love through us. Our God is a big God. He loves all kinds of people just as much as he loves you. Remember that. Father, may they be all one as you are in me and I am in you. May they be in us, for by this unity the world will believe that you sent me. John 17, 21. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. Make us more and more aware every day when judgmentalism creeps in. Help us keep the main thing the main thing. We need to focus on your Son and the good news we have to share with others. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow 